Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Hey, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Well, today is March 3rd, 2022. It is currently 12.42 a.m. in the morning. I'm up late, as always, doing my thing, which is, you know, editing photos, editing wedding videos, answering emails, by the way, to all the wedding couples who have just recently booked with me, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I know a lot of you listen to my podcast right here, so thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so I'm going to turn this music down here. It's a little more easygoing than my usual music, isn't it? I think I'll go back to my own music, but I'm not going to edit anything. I'm much too lazy. (laughs) And you know what I just realized uh, right before I hopped onto my podcast here? I'm not like the other podcasters. You know, number one, you're just listening to me for the most, for the most of the part, right? I'm, you're just listening to me talk, to bloviate, you know, to give my opinion on what's happening out there in the world. I don't have guests on. You know, a lot of these other podcasts that I appear on, and I, and I do appear on other podcasts, uh, you know, they interview me and I give my opinion there. But, you know, it, it kind of doesn't really differ than my opinion, what I'm giving out to you right now. I think I had maybe two different guests on here, and I think I want to have more, um, but it just seems like, you know, right now, I just I just kind of want to be like a regular talk show, like a to- regular talk radio show where I just give my opinion out there. But, you know, here's the other thing that makes me a little different than other podcasters out there is that, you know, I actually have a real job. You know, I, I'm not this podcaster out there who... Um, who just whose main job is to give their opinion on topics that hit the news, right? I mean, these people are just pro, their profession. These really good podcasters, their profession, like even like Joe Rogan, is to give their opinion. That's their job. My job is to run a wedding company, or to be a professional wedding photographer, or to be a professional storyteller, or to or to do a lot of other things in the entertainment industry. You know, I even help build websites, you know, create graphics. I do a lot of other things. So I'm, you know, this is not really how I make my income. You know, to be honest, my podcast just by itself, if it weren't affiliated with Dream Weddings Hawaii, I think I made a little under $30 from it, from the advertisers, the advertisement money that I get from Anchor. I made a little bit under $30. But at the same time, because a lot of my wedding couples, you know, do listen to my, my, uh, my, my podcast and it does affect their, I guess, their decision making when it comes to booking me because they hear my voice and they, th- and they say, wow, I really agree with his politics. I really gr- agree with what he's saying. Um, I like this dude and they end up booking with me. Uh, the synergistic effect of this podcast with Dream Wedding Sway and maybe with other things that will happen, like such as, you know, my, my barbecue company, um, there's some type of synergistic effect there. So my podcast is very profitable for me in a way, in that way. So, um, you know, it is what it is, but that's where I differ from a lot of other podcasts out there. All right. So. What am I going to talk about today? Well, number one, let's just, you know, get get the cat off out of the bag here because 
I want to talk about a little bit about more about Ukraine. Now, some of you have emailed me and you know kind of expressed some, I guess, uh, I guess, difference of opinions when it comes to me and Ukraine. But let me just make one thing clear: I am anti-war. Uh, I don't like what's going. I don't like what's going on in Ukraine. Am I pro-Ukraine? I'm not pro-Ukraine because Ukraine is not a country that is on the up and up. Why don't we just say that? They're not. They're not a democracy, all right? They they censor the media there, um, the the military there, which is called the Azov military unit, which is some type of national guard there. They do have ties to white supremacy, to neo-Nazism, and they're not that great. Um, you know, the, the the political party that was um, against uh, the, the the current president, had, well, that person has been jailed. Now, I'm not sure if he's guilty or not, but there's a lot of corruption that happens in Ukraine. Surprisingly, surprisingly, well, maybe it's not too surprisingly, there's a lot of U.S. politicians that have ties with the companies in Ukraine, such as, you know, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, but also Nancy Pelosi and also Mitt Romney. They have ties. I think their kids also have plush jobs over there in Ukraine. So isn't that interesting, right? I mean, I mean, we're talking about, you know, their kids sitting on the, you know, as members of the board get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars and you know, have they have no skill whatsoever, and uh, it's just it's just not Hunter Biden. It's Republicans and Democrats. It's also Nancy Pelosi, Mitt Romney out there. I think there's one more which I'm missing, but there's one more I think Democrat that is associated with this. So again, Ukraine. I'm not really 100% pro Ukraine. At the same time, I'm not 100% pro Russia. I, I, I'm not. I don't like what they're doing over there. I don't like that they're marching into war. You know, I think there's always. A better way to negotiate, you know, some type of, uh, I guess, I guess some type of conclusion better than going in there with tanks, with airplanes, with bombs, and just bombing the hell out of everyone and killing innocent lives because there's, there's innocent lives on both sides. The soldiers in Russia, they don't want to be there. A lot of them don't want to be there. And the soldiers in Ukraine, they don't want this either. And when you see these Russians surrendering to their to the Ukrainians, they're crying, they're calling their mom, saying we didn't know what was going on, and they just don't want to be part of this war. You can see it. And I don't think they want to kill Ukrainians. They really don't. They don't want this. The only one who wants this is Putin. And Putin, you know, I'm going to make another podcast and try to decipher what type of personality type he is. Um, I don't like it for the fact that the media is automatically jumping to the conclusion, which they always do and label him as some type of narcissist, some type of psychopath, and then a sociopath. That's the way they label anyone who they don't like. They, that's the way they've labeled, you know, the quote-unquote Donald Trump supporters who were rioting over there at the Capitol. They call them insurrectionists. They call them narcissists, sociopaths, and psychopaths. And what did they call Donald Trump? They call him the three, those three things too. And it seems like, like that's the only type of personality type that they understand or know of, um, even when it comes to the, the psychologists they have on, they'll say, oh, he's a narcissist, a psychopath, and a sociopath. The truth is, is that that's not a personality type, right? That's a personality disorder. And, uh, you know, I want to get into who is Putin. So in the next couple of podcasts, maybe the next one, I may have that. I may talk about who Putin is. I have to do a little more research on him. And again, it's just me as a writer, you know, as a storyteller, just saying, you know, if I were to write the character of Putin, how would I write him? And again, maybe I'm not correct, but it's just my opinion, right? Now, 
Here's here's a really um, you know interesting thing that I'm I'm hearing about when it comes to this war in Ukraine. Now you already know my opinion. If you listen to to, to my other podcasts uh, that just happened before this one, you know what my opinion of this entire Ukraine thing is going on. And again, just to reiterate, if you haven't listened to that podcast, um, you know, <laughs> it, you know the reason why this is happening. First of all, is that it, the Biden administration. They want Ukraine to be part of NATO, and Putin that he doesn't want that happening. Okay, or, or at least that's what he says. And uh, if Ukraine became part of NATO, uh, well, you, you know that would that would means that you know the NATO, the NATO alliances could plant you know set up a missile defense on there. And when it, when I say defense, we have to put defense in quotes. Now there is a missile defense out there. But a lot of times, you know, what comes with the missile defense systems, well, we have also the F-35 Lightning airplanes, the F-22s, which are, you know, part of the NATO Joint Alliance, Airstrike Alliance out there. And what comes with that, you know, missiles and NATO military. And what has NATO done recently to countries which they don't really care for? Well, under Obama, they invaded Libya and also Egypt. Right, they also invaded Iraq. They also invaded Afghanistan. All under this NATO alliance thing, and the EU and also NATO have been, they've just been pushing more east toward Russia. And I think Putin is a little. He, I think he has a right to be a little paranoid here because I, you know a lot of them they don't like Putin, and, and they especially don't like him now. So it's just like a, a perfect storm of just you know the West feeding into his paranoia, and then. Yeah, and then Putin having kind of almost a reason to be paranoid because again, who wants you know, I guess countries like, like twenty three plus countries to hate you and pointing missiles toward you, or flying you know spy or drones over your country? Um, it, who would want that? We don't want that, right? I mean, what if Russia you know flew drones over the, the United States? Russia, what if they flew airplanes into you know U, U.S. Um, airspace? We wouldn't like that, and that's what NATO. If the, if Ukraine joins NATO, that's what would happen. Now, I am again not pro Russia, no pro Putin, but I can understand him. Now, but here's one thing which I don't understand here. Um, I don't understand what a war crime is. Now, I understand that the so-called definition they're, they're putting out there, and there are certain things that they're saying that, you know, when we go to war, there's just certain rules we have to abide by. <laughs> you know, war is ugly. War is very, very ugly. And I don't think when it, you know, when you go to war with people or war with uh, a country, and you're going to war with technically with a person more than a country, you know, it... <laughs> The, the war is only as honorable. Those rules are only as honorable as a person you're going to war with, right? It's kind of like when you sign a contract in business or when you sign a contract. This, why don't we just say marriage? You, you know, one of the best, biggest, most important contracts you ever sign in your life would be your marriage license or your, when you get married to a person. But your marriage is only good as long as that other person who you're marrying is not is not corrupt, evil, or or or, or uh, if they're if you're marrying someone who's not honorable, it doesn't matter what contract you sign. If they're dishonorable, they're going to dishonor that contract, right? So here we have war crimes, and they're saying you should not do A, B, and C. And there's now they're saying, oh, Putin is like you know violating these war crimes. Well, it's war. You know you have to expect you're going to go to war with Putin, and yeah. 
he's going to not play by the rules. The one rule you have with war is to win. And, he, and Putin is a person who, say, who will say, I don't care what the rules are, you know, because if he did abide by the rules, we wouldn't be going to war, right? So, again, there's this, this perfectly formed pretzel of, you know, quote-unquote war crimes, and I'm still thinking, like, what? What? Like, really? I mean, <laughs> I don't get it. I really don't. So, so when you capture a terrorist or a soldier, right, and he has secret information out there, does that mean you're, you're not supposed to torture him because that's a war crime? But what if he has, like, you know, information out there? And what if you want him to, like, you know, you know scream like a canary, right? Like how what, what happened to John McCain. Well, you're going to torture the guy until he speaks, right? Torture him until he sings. And you're going to do that off the record or do that with a country that where, where they can do that kind of stuff to you. And that's what, again, what they did to John McCain. And he started singing like a canary. And, and you know, again, that's a war crime. That's just war to me. That war is ugly, and that's why we shouldn't do it. Because, you know, the people who we're going to go against to war with, they're not going to play by the rules. But United States will always handcuff themselves, you know, with all these, you know, rules. And that's why a lot of times when we fight, you know, that when during Obama's administration, we were fighting ISIS and Al-Qaeda, you know, with our hands tied behind our back because we were saying, oh, you know, we can't do all of these different types of things. So that's a war crime. And when Trump got into office, he said, you know what, go ahead, do whatever you want, just win it. And what happens? ISIS disappeared off the face of the planet. And the media didn't even report it, right? Now, here's the other thing. Right now, <laughs> right now, this this whole Russian-Ukraine conflict, it, this war, it's a war. It's not just a conflict. It's not a skirmish. Let's get that straight. It's a war. Um, this is going to affect how we live. I mean, get ready for prices to just go through the roof. I mean, you if you thought inflation was bad now, it's going to be a lot worse in the next few weeks. I mean, this is incredible. Now, I mean, all of it, all of inflation right now is tied to the price of gas. Let's be very honest about that. You know, the reason why, and even Trump admitted to this, the reason why um, he could keep inflation out of con- under control was that he kept gas prices, you know, very, very low. So even if the economy grew at a very, very high rate under Trump, you know, the inflation didn't grow. You, you didn't get the effects of inflation. Even when he started spending a lot of money, printing a lot of money for COVID, um, it was still cheap to operate your business because gas was very low. And energy prices were very low, right? And th- this, is, this is the reason why, like, uh, even for my stuff, for, for business, it was, it, it was still very easy to operate. Because the, the, the utility costs were very low. You know, the price of me going to driving from Kaneohe to the North Shore um, and, and driving all over to do my wedding was very low. So I could, I could keep my prices really low. And what else on top of that? Well, everything we do is associated with energy, right? So even transporting, you know, goods from the mainland to here to Hawaii uh, to like the price of like even making makeup, the price of making uh, fertilizer, it all has to do with gas. Everything's interconnected. And because the price of gas again was so low, the, the cost of doing business was very low. And we could trans, and because Trump on top of that cut regulations and also taxes, it, we could save, we saved so much money. We could um, all of a sudden be more competitive and we had to drop our prices because our competitors they were trying to be more competitive. And, uh, you know, I had to drop my prices because 
I wanted to be more competitive to get business from them. So when you have high competition, low cost of um, doing business, right? And then you, your employee, low, low cost of living, so you don't have to pay your employees as much. And you know, with they could, you know, you could, you don't have to pay them as much, but they can live like a king on less. <laughs> you know, it's opposite right now. You pay them like a king right now; they're still poor. You pay them twenty five dollars an hour; they're they're still poor in Hawaii. All right. You pay them twenty five dollars an hour. You you know, you pay them fifteen dollars an hour under Trump time. Oh, they're still living good. They're still living good. You know, it's still a little expensive, but they got some money to go around. Right now, with gas like nearing five dollars a gallon, um, you know, the price of electricity here in Hawaii is just like through the roof, right? It, it's almost impossible for someone to live even on $25 an hour here in Hawaii. I mean, even myself, you know, what, I mean, what I charge for like photography. I mean, I charge $250 an hour. I'm not, I'm not working eight hours though, but I charge $250 an hour for photography, right? And I'm employed, you know, quite a bit during, during the week. That is still hard for me to live in Hawaii, believe it or not. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Now, I don't work eight hours a day, just to let you know. So if you're, you're trying to say, wow, 250 an hour and you're working eight hours a day, Steve. No, no, no. I'm saying when I do photography, I'm working an hour, an hour and a half like that in a day. And then I'm getting all money from other things like the minister, taking all money off, all, the, all these things. You know, I'm making some pretty good money when I do weddings. But again, I'm not doing as many weddings as I did before pre-COVID still yet. Things really has not picked up yet to that point. All right. But inflation is through the roof right now. Now, and then inflation is going to be even more through the roof because we, the price of energy, the price of gas is just going through the roof and everything is, is associated with gas. So we're going to see our prices of food go straight up. We're going to see the price of everything goes up because just the cost of living, the cost of doing business is just going to be completely unfair. Now, that... You know, Biden thinks that this is the price of like, you know, liberating, liberating or defending Ukraine, which we're not. We're not. I don't, I'm not sure what we're doing in Ukraine. You know, I mean, I, to me, I would just say, you know, let it go. Just let it go. You know, or actually, you know, you know what? I'll back that opinion up. Instead, instead of saying let it go, I would say Biden should come out in support of Ukraine, not not or ever joining NATO. If he said that, he says, I don't want Ukraine to ever join NATO, all right? We will, you know, we will, we will be with them if they want to become a, a really good democracy, but they will never, ever be able to join NATO. I think this war would end tomorrow. I really do. And you wouldn't have to have one troop there to deploy. And, you know, that's what Biden, that's what Putin wants. So if he still keeps attacking, we can, at least we could call his bluff on there. All right. At least we know for a fact that this war that he's creating is not about, you know, Ukraine joining NATO. It's more about him building up Russia to what it was before. So at least then we, we can kind of get a more clear motivation from him. Now, here's what I really don't like is that the regular Russian people, the, I mean, we're talking to people from Russia, right? They're good people. I've had, I've married them here in Hawaii. Um, I have some clients who I'm still friends with, right? I have some friends who are, you know, who are still, who are Ukrainian, who are were from my former wedding couples. Um, they're good people. Why are we penalizing the Russian people for something that Putin does? I, you know, a lot of Russians, 
you know, they're unfairly getting targeted right now. It's almost, it's kind of funny. It's almost like how the Chinese were getting targeted when the coronavirus was out there, right? But, you know, we are seeing Russians, just regular Russians now. Um, I mean, they're from Russia, okay? And granted, you know, we, we don't care for, like, Putin. But why are we banning, like, Russians from entering the Ironman competition or entering some other sports competitions right now, right? Those people, those athletes... They really didn't do anything. I mean, why are we banning? Like when we when we do when we make these sanctions on food or sanctions on trade with Russia, like we you know Steve Jobs, not Steve Jobs. I forget. I'm sorry. Not Steve. He's dead. The CEO of Apple. I'm not sure. Is it Tim Cook? Is it Tim Cook still? I think he retired. Anyway, Apple. Apple said that they will not be um, selling iPhones over there in Russia. You know, a lot of a lot of companies said they won't be doing business in Russia. There's a, lot, there's a list, a lot of them. Well, who are they hurting? They're hurting the Russian people. They're not hurting Putin because Putin he could give a damn less about the Russian people. He doesn't give a damn about the Russian people. He gets all of his money from oil, and till this very day, the United States gets a lot of their oil from Russia. They don't get it from the United States anymore because we don't pump as much oil. We are, we are asking the Russians to pump oil for us, right? Russia and OPEC. Oh, I don't know. You know, this administration is just ruining America. Now, did you watch the State of the Union a few days ago? Uh, I caught it on YouTube. I didn't watch it live. And uh, I'll be very honest with you. Um, I couldn't stay awake from the most of it. I watched parts and I, I watched maybe about 30 minutes of it. Then I fell asleep. I tried to watch more of it. And I fell asleep. You know, Biden, yeah, to his credit, I'll give him this. I've never heard him more alive. He didn't stutter. He didn't stammer as much, but he said some really, really weird things. But, you know, here's my opinion on it. Now, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, uh, downgrade him for his, you know, his, uh, his gaffes because anyone can have gaffes. I mean, even here when I speak to you, you know, <laughs> because I'm doing it live, right? I'm not trying to edit myself at all. There's going to be gaffes, right? When you say something, you'll stammer, you'll stutter, you'll say things over. You'll, you may even use the wrong words, right? That's just the way people talk. You know, um, Biden does a lot more than other people. It's kind of hilarious, right? And some, it may be because he has some, you know, memory problems or, you know, you know early onset Alzheimer's, who knows? But here's, very, here's something very interesting. The State of the Union didn't really talk about the State of the Union. The State of the Union is a, you know, it's supposed to talk about the state of what state America is in. And it, it's almost a time to brag about what have you done for the United States in the first year. So where are we right now? And to be honest, everything's crap. You know, we have record inflation. Everything's expensive right here. Afghanistan, horrible. What's happening in Ukraine, horrible, right? We have no energy independence whatsoever. The southern border is completely open. Uh, you know, we have a we have innocent people going to prison because of the quote-unquote insurrection. And, uh, you know, we have high crime everywhere. Murders are just through the roof. And, and all of our freedoms have gone out the door in the name of COVID, in the name of a virus that may have a 
0.03% chance of killing you. And, and you know, here's the other funny thing. We'll just kind of like put that to the side here. Isn't it kind of interesting that COVID all of a sudden ended right before the State of the Union? So apparently they weren't, they weren't following the science, you know, all the mask mandates, everything, it was all dropped there in the chambers, in, the, in, the, in those, uh, the State of the Union place where they were speaking, and not one person was wearing a mask. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> oh, they're not following the science, they're following the politics. COVID was always about the politics. Maybe it was about science in the beginning, but as we got more science in, you know, COVID no longer became anything COVID was all of a sudden a, a political football. Why don't we just say that, right? And the, the Democrats used that political football to their advantage, and they're still trying to do that even here in Hawaii as I speak, but I don't want to go into that. So the State of the Union, though, it, was, it didn't talk about the State of America. For a good, I think, 25 minutes, 15, 25 minutes, they talked about the State of Ukraine. Right. And this is, this is very interesting because they, they never, they never said what Ukraine actually was. I mean, they spoke, there was so much virtue signaling here on both the Republican and Democrat side. I mean, I saw them enter, enter in the chambers there wearing Ukraine, Ukrainian colors, you know, yellow and, I mean, yellow and blue. You know, they look like minions, right? I mean, really people? Really? I mean, Republicans and Democrats are doing this. You know, and a lot of them weren't even wearing American pins, American flag pins. How do you like that? So, again, the State of the Union was more about the state of Ukraine. And I understand we should show our support for Ukraine because Putin is being crazy. But you, you, this virtue signaling, we don't have to do that. We don't have to do that whatsoever, all right? We just have to say we throw our support in there. And here's the funny thing. You wear the colors, right? You wear the colors. You say you support them. Joe Biden says we support them, yet he will not send troops in to defend them. Even though Ukrainians are asking, hey, we want air support. Please give us some air support, right? <laughs> Joe Biden saying absolutely not because they are fearful of escalating, you know, Putin into World War III. I'm not going to say Russia, but Putin. Now, here's a question that we really have to ask ourselves, right? Now, we know Putin, um, he, he's not a good guy, all right? You know, that's, that's pretty much set, okay? Because, you know, if you push him too far, and if he doesn't get what he wants, right, he has no problem going to war and killing innocent civilians. Why don't we just say that, right? He is a tyrant, right? He's not a good person. But at the same time, you can deal with this guy. You can deal with Putin. And maybe Putin, you know, Putin is bad, but is he as bad as, you know, another leader that may take his place. Say, say we kill Putin. Say we take him out. And all of a sudden, Russia, who's a very big nuclear power, you know, they are without a leader. So who fills that void? Who fills it? Is it a person who is democratic? Or is it, or is it an oligarch that's even worse than Putin? An oligarch who really wants to expand, you know, Russia's footprint. An oligarch who's a much more, you know, a much more ruthless dictator than Putin. What if you put that guy into power and he, all of a sudden he has nukes? You know, Putin doesn't want World War III. He doesn't want it. But what if the guy, if you take Putin out and the guy who comes in, he's actually worse. He wants World War III. Did you ever think about that? Hmm. 
I think we really have to think about that right now. I mean, what do you want? I, I mean, I know the, the, I guess there's, there's like a, I guess a knee jerk reaction for the United States to play hero right now because we see all these innocent lives getting killed. But if we get into this skirmish right here, we could accidentally escalate things very, very easily. And all of a sudden China gets involved and now we truly have a World War III, three in our hands. And again, what happens again if we accidentally kill Putin? I think, I think there should be some type of peaceful negotiation with her. I think we should say something about NATO. Again, like I said before, pull out a, if we just give the word to Putin, hey, you know what? They're not, we're, they're not going to be ever, ever part of NATO. And you know what? We're not going to, you know, put NATO ships. They're not going to be, have the ability, ability to buy, you know, weapons from us, you know, F-22s, F-35s. Um, we're not going to put missiles on top of Ukraine and point them toward you. If we sign a contract saying that, I think Putin will actually pull out. You know, that will give him an out. That will also give him a win. Um, and that's what he wants. Pretty easy, right? And it really doesn't matter because it really doesn't matter what Russia does. Just let Putin have Russia, all right? And if he wants a little bit of those, those separatist um, count, um, um, areas over there, over there in Ukraine, just let him have it. You know, there's no need to go to war over it. You know, you know, let Russia expand a little. That's about it. The people there in the separatist areas of Ukraine, they actually want to be part of Russia. So let them go. Let them go, right? <sighs> That's just my opinion. You may disagree with it or not. All right, everyone. It's, uh, I've been talking straight for 28 minutes and 52 seconds. Um, I'm going to end my podcast right here. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to try to get Pitmaster Keith on tomorrow or uh, maybe even Movie Guy Keone. Uh, I know a lot of you guys have not heard Movie Guy Keone's voice. Uh, you know, he's been dying to be on my podcast. Um, he has a very, very interesting opinion on a lot of things. Uh, me and Movie Guy Keone kind of disagree on our, on our, um, our take on movies, our taste in movies, and even sometimes on our politics as well. We, but we do agree on a lot of things, and it, I think that would be a very interesting, uh, I guess, conversation to have with Movie Guy Keone. And uh, just to let you know, what, what does Movie Guy Keone do for a living? He creates movie props. So that's also a pretty interesting thing, right? And he's also an armorer. Um, he's also a cinematographer. Very, very cool guy. Um, and that's about it. So I got to end this here because I can keep talking, talking, talking. I got to go to bed. I got to, well, I got to work on some photos, to be honest. And uh, well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I will be talking to you all soon. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ two movies that's bbq to movies yeah the to is not the number two by the way it is to like terrell owens so that's bbq two movies catch you around